Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right, daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of Murder. When you picture a brutal murderer, you don't often picture a child in your head. On May 29th, 2014, a young boy, barely a teenager, took the life of a father of five, a crime that he would soon repeat in his quest to become what he wanted more than anything in the world, to become a serial killer. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. James Fairweather was born on August 5, 1998, to Anita and James Fairweather of Colchester, Essex. James was a normal kid from a completely normal family. But after an uneventful childhood, the teen years brought James a behavior change that, fearing he would be bullied, saw him becoming an aggressor at his school. According to his classmates, James was known to get into trouble and blame his misdeeds on others. And according to a teacher, he rifled through her bag to rip up a report that cited his bad behavior. While some reports named James as the bully, there are other reports that show fellow classmates called him Dumbo because of his big ears. And as if the combination of puberty and teasing wasn't enough, James lost his grandmother, a woman whom he was incredibly close with, during the same time. The loss seemed to escalate his aggression, and soon he found himself arrested for a knife-point robbery and sentenced to a youth suspension. 
Three days after his sentence, on March 29, 2014, 33-year-old James Atfield, a man already suffering from a brain injury, was stabbed to death in Colchester, Essex. According to the later reports, James, just 15 years old at the time, has snuck out of his parents' home and began prowling the streets looking for a person to kill. That's when he came across the father of five who had been sleeping in a field after a night of drinking. Taking advantage of his vulnerable state, James took his knife and stabbed James Atfield in the head, face, and abdomen a total of 102 times. Believing someone was coming, the teenager fled the scene and arrived home at around 2.30 a.m. James Atfield was found hours later, with defensive wounds covering his arms and hands, and arrived at the emergency room at 5.45 a.m. He was pronounced dead at 6.31. When news of the vicious murder reached the press, the BBC decided that the details of his death were far too, quote, gruesome to describe. Three months later, on June 17th, Nahid Almania, a 31-year-old Saudi student studying at the University of Essex, was stabbed to death from behind. After thrusting the bayonet into her neck, James spun Nahid around, knocked off her sunglasses, and stabbed her in each eye. Nahid fell to the ground in pain, fracturing her skull in the process, before James stood over her and stabbed her nine more times. Because Nahid was in traditional Muslim clothing at the time of her murder, the community worried that her death was the product of a hate crime, thus not originally connecting her murder to that of James Atfield. Trying to find a suspect, the Essex police questioned any locals with a history of knife violence. James Fairweather was amongst the 70 interviewed but gave an alibi and was released from questioning. By January of 2015, more than 900 potential witnesses had been interviewed. Nine had been arrested and bailed, and the murders of both James and Nahid remained unsolved. Many stayed holed up in their homes to avoid becoming the next victim, and the premature assumptions that Nahid's murder was a hate crime led the Islamic State of Iraqi and Levant, the ISIL, to threaten revenge attacks using the Twitter hashtag, hashtag Colchester. However, the good news about the public chaos was that James Fairweather grew weary of staging another attack. It wasn't until an early morning in May of 2015 that he decided to try and strike again, and this time was spotted loitering around by a concerned dog walker who called the police. When the police arrived and saw the young boy was wearing rubber gloves and carrying a knife, James Fairweather was arrested. Having no idea that they had just apprehended the murderer that they had been looking for for over a year. A fact that he was quick to tell them as soon as they started questioning him. He described in great detail the crimes he committed and told them that, when he came across the sleeping James Atfield, voices in his head told him he needed to kill him. He claimed he attempted to stab James in the side of his head, but missed and got his eye instead. That's when he woke and began fighting back. He said that, as James screamed for his life, the, quote, voices were laughing and laughing louder and louder, and that he stabbed Nahid in the eyes so that she could, quote, see no evil. He told police that he wanted to rape the girls and hurt the boys of his school, but was captured before he could enact any of his plans. Captured before he became what he desired the most, a serial killer. He was quickly charged with both murders and, while he was detained, he was diagnosed with both dyslexia and autism. 
He later told a psychiatrist some of the, quote, most antisocial and violent thoughts they had ever heard in their professional career, ones that involved the burning of babies and the beatings of sex workers. The following January, James Fairweather, with his age preventing the publication of his name, denied the charges of murder and possession of an illegal weapon, but instead pleaded guilty to two charges of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. Though he claimed he suffered from psychosis and a psychiatrist denied his diagnosis, four professionals testified during court that, while James's autism played an acting role in his obsession with serial killers, to blame the diagnosis for the murders would be an unjustified slur against the community. On April 22, 2016, James Fairweather was found unanimously guilty by a jury and, a week later, sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum of 27 years. He attempted to appeal the decision on the grounds of his age and mental functions, but was rejected. He remains behind bars. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on March 30th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, and that's especially true about the relationship you have with yourself. We often will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves that same treatment? Investing in your mental well-being with therapy is one of the most important things you can do for yourself, and that's why this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. Therapy is a useful tool for anyone, no matter their walk of life. And with BetterHelp, you not only get the help you need, but the help you deserve. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Morning Cup of Murder listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash morning cup.